recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 421. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today I have my co-host, John White. John, how are you doing? Doing really well. Good. Be out there. Oh, the favorite I, I actually did something uh, unusual, but I did get a Twitter DM asking me why don't seals and sea lions uh, go into the bay? Why do they stop at San Francisco? And I have no idea. Um, so I'm just putting it out there to the uh, Twitterverse. Don't, I yeah, don't know either, um, but that's an interesting phenomenon. I know they're outside the bay. They're all yeah. over the place, but uh, maybe the salinity of the water changes that. I was so, going to yeah. guess it had something to do with lack of fish, but... No idea. Maybe, maybe. I know whales make it up there, make it up through the bay and get stuck sometimes. Oh, so wow. Okay. There you go. Uh, on the show today, uh, we have another V expert, Andre. Uh, Andre, Andre Mario um, is going to tell us a little bit about his blog article that he's got around HTML5. We found that interesting. We were reviewing some of the blog, uh, blog articles on the uh, BlogBeat stream, and Mario's popped up, and we thought it was pretty cool. So Mario will be on the show today, and um, we'll talk about a, all things HTML5. And I think there was – I read the article. It was pretty good around discussion, around pros and cons of where the HTML5 client is. Uh, and so Mario, Mario will be on, and can't wait to get to him. Before we do that, we can talk a little bit about what's going on at VMware. Um, so I know the call to papers are coming up soon. Uh, I don't have the dates on that, but uh, I think it's in an, another week or so. So get ready and watch for call to papers. Uh, VMworld season is, you know, the pre-VMworld season is on us right now. Uh, so pay attention to that. Uh, should be good. I know also that V Brown Bag will do a shout out to uh, uh, Alistair Cook for running the V Brown Bag. I know they're getting ready to launch uh, the call for papers for uh, tech, the VMTN Tech Talks uh, through using V Brown Bags. Uh, so we're getting that ready to launch as well. Um, we're still having conversations of where to go register that. I know he's going to put the registration form up on the Brown Bank, but we might also integrate it with the VMworld Talk uh, registration, so nice. we can do that. Uh, we did get funded for um, some of the passes for the VM10 talks. Uh, those were a big hit last year. We had over 6,000 people in the seats watching those tech talks. So um, looking forward to doing it again. And we can say hi to the uh, live stream universe out there on Facebook. Thanks for watching us. We love to love to see everybody uh, come in and, 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 and watch that as well. So, uh, and we will be live streaming those tech talks as well. So ramp up your ideas around sessions. Some of them are really creative. Um, I don't think any good sessions for VMTN were, were, were re rejected. I think we had enough slots to get everybody a slot last year. Um, so we're hoping that'll be the case again this year. 20-minute, 30-minute, 15-minute quick talks, uh, power talks, a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. Up your game, everybody. Those those talks were just amazing last year. And uh, I think that, um, you know, the, the quality is going up, the audience is going up, you know, everybody's step it up. Right. It's looking great. Right, right. Um, other thing, cool things that are happening, I know we've talked about the VMTN network membership and the fact that we have about 300 plus people in the VMTN network where we can promote your blog articles on corporate blogs at VMware as, as well as publish those blog articles in different places in our community ecosystem. Uh, that's getting ramped up. We're getting ready to go. And I think you, you can watch. We're going to be doing a call for some blog articles through that program. So uh, stay tuned there. We're getting ready to launch that sometime 
sometime in February. So uh, that's happening. And then, Corey, I know you don't have any progress, so I'll just, I'll just mention that uh, uh, the expert voting is going on, right? Yep. Yep. We're still in, yeah, we're in the middle of the voting phase, and uh, we're going to have that wrapped up here in a couple weeks. And you're on the beam, so everybody that's uh, looking, I know you can't really see him very well, but he is yeah, on the beam. You kind of have to zoom to in. I'm here. I'm waving. <laughs> you need to aim the camera down a little bit so that people can see. You, you took, there you go. Yeah, now there we, we see that's the, better. the whole Corey, Corey oh, body shot. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I don't think we have any other news. I know we're in a uh, blackout period for talking about any of the big corporate news because we're going Financials. to be announcing our, our earnings. Any control over that and, anyway. So no, <laughs> no, tech. No, no discussion there, but, uh, um, you know, Stay tuned. I'm sure we'll be doing some announcements on how our end of year went. So we're at the end of our year now. In fact, officially now we're in fiscal year fiscal 2019. 2019. So all my budgets hit back again so we can do some cool code stuff And because we're in our New Year's budget. So yay for us. Very, very, very good. We are getting a new live stream box that we ordered to Katie Bradley behind the scenes, sitting with her headphones on there listening to our audio stream. Uh, we're going to then be able to go multi-camera. So instead of just seeing the one camera of us way back, we're, we have a new uh, black magic box that has a multi-port, which will allow us to run three or four cameras through. Right? Then you'll, Katie will be able to add a live stream director to her uh, title. Right. And then, then we can give Corey a camera, uh, you know, and, and he, can, he can, you know, be a real participant. But Okay, moving on. Uh, so on the show today um, we have uh, Andrea Mario. Andrea, thanks for joining us on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do in the ecosystem, and uh, how long have you been doing it? Uh, and then we'll get into what your blog is about. Andrea, why don't you start with telling us how to pronounce your name? Because I, I don't want to mangle it. <laughs> okay, my my name is uh, Andrea Mauro. Uh, Mauro. Uh, Mauro. Yeah, is. Uh, I don't no there, there isn't uh, uh, an English name for uh, for it. Uh, Andrea is like Andrew, but in Italy is just uh, a, a male name, not a female name. But uh, Mauro is the surname, and uh, there is uh, nothing similar in English. But uh, it's always okay. difficult when we have a different language. <laughs> right. I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, so based on, I'm a, yeah. Yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. I'm Andrea Mauro. Uh, I'm from Italy, uh, and uh, I've started working uh, with uh, VMware product uh, with uh, ESX2 uh, several years ago. Uh, and uh, I found... Uh, a really interesting community in uh, VMware and around uh, the product to better understand how how use uh, the the product itself, uh, but also how solve the problem. And uh, I think that uh, uh, probably was one of the best community and uh, still is uh, uh, interesting and uh, really active and uh, with uh, several people, but uh, also some of the people from the community, from the VNTN community, has uh, started uh, several blogs. I also started a blog uh, 
five or six years ago just to point some ideas to to bring some notes uh, somewhere in a, in a blog just uh, the first purpose was, was for me for myself but uh, then I've started to to share the, those ideas those notes with uh, all the other people of the community it's so funny isn't it a lot of times blog entries come from I better write this down so I don't forget how do that how this works or how to do this again and then other people discover that yeah uh, yep. is blogging is uh, funny but uh, I'm sorry to interrupt can you can you tell us how to use uh VMware products uh, professionally Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a consultant uh, and uh, I work as a consultant in a consultant company. So uh, I use uh, professionally, or I told other company how I use uh, professionally the those product. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. And what was your? Uh, it's interesting because this specific blog entry focuses on the HTML5 client. What? What is your experience with that client, and when did you first come across it? Did you try using it as a fling, or did you wait for it to come out for a fully supported version? Yeah, good idea. Uh, most of the people does not remember that uh, the the first version of uh, ESX was uh, with uh, an HTML client, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, like at the beginning, <laughs> it was uh, all. Uh, the uh, web, uh, also GSX was uh, uh, with a web uh, client, uh, was only with uh, version uh, 3 of uh, virtual, inf- virtual infrastructure that uh, uh, I start uh, also for ESX, uh, the, the TIC client, the, the client, uh, the Windows client, uh, otherwise it was only for the vCenter. And uh, it's funny, to see how we see some repeating uh, timing uh, and uh, needs that uh, sometimes can be better with uh, web, but uh, browser 10 years ago wasn't so good. There wasn't a standard, so it was better have a TIC client just for the most used operating system. And now, again, uh, the most oper- the most used operating system maybe is not uh, so so more so more the most used if uh, we consider also the other type of device uh, and uh, there is still a need for uh, a, a different uh, platform a different client uh, I start uh, trying uh, with the flings when uh, was uh, realized but. Uh, n- in my opinion, uh, using uh, another VM to provide uh, uh, just a client uh, is, uh, is something not uh, not useful until uh, you finally have uh, those kind of client inside the vCenter as uh, was with uh, version 6.5. So uh, I, I really start uh, using it uh, with... Uh, version 6.5 because uh, in Flinks was just uh, a VM that you have to add and try and 
initially wasn't uh, so so useful. Yeah, a separate appliance uh, that was a barrier, but when it came embedded, that that was yeah. the uh, turning point for you. Absolutely. Got it. Got yeah. it. Looks like uh, you know them in July twenty in July twenty seventeen. They came up with 6.5 update one, and you know, based on your blog article, that's I think where you started realizing that maybe you know the interface you, you mentioned is 90 percent feature parity from the vSphere uh, the vSphere client. Um, do you think that you you saw enough there that makes you comfortable using it um, as your primary interface, or are there still enough trade-offs that you know? you think there's some instances where the web client now works well enough and then there's other places where, you know, it's still short. What's your thoughts there? This is a good question because uh, the 10% that is missing uh, is still uh, for some kind of uh, people uh, too relevant to to use as a primary interface. Just just to make an example, if you want to use uh, VMware Virtual Sun, you cannot do with uh, the vSphere uh, client, uh, the HTML5 uh, vSphere client. Uh, you can just, uh, you cannot build a new storage uh, profile. You cannot uh, see the all the information. You can configure the vSAN. So uh, for uh, administrative people or uh, uh, people with a role that must configure or uh, build some part of the configuration, it can be limited. Another example is uh, Update Manager that uh, uh, you cannot uh, work with, with this client. But uh, some, uh, some product is moving like NSX and uh, finally we can use this kind of interface and uh, I think that for uh, an operator is uh, good and uh, re- really uh, a, a VMware vSphere operator can uh, manage, uh, I don't say everything, but uh, most of the thing. There are some, still some minor issues like uh, deploy of uh, OVF, uh, OVA, if you have some parameters that uh, cannot be handled. In the in the new client, but uh, most of the task can be really uh, realized with this client. Uh, probably also faster with the uh, if we compare with the vSphere web client, and uh, I also have to say uh, not in a smart way, but uh, for sure in a better way. Because, uh, for example, if you don't have uh, a large monitor, um, you, you, you have some really issues uh, for uh, see all, all, the, all the things in the vSphere web client. But with uh, okay. the HTML5 yep. client, is, uh, is fair, is good enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you have, I, I would really encourage people to go look at this blog entry and I, I'm guessing we're going to have the link in the show notes, but the, uh, the, there's a pretty exhaustive, exhaustive list that you've created of the functionality 
that is uh, that's missing. The, I think the the phrase that you use is uh, too many functions not yet implemented or partially implemented. And and going down that list and and seeing how many of those things that one does on a a daily or weekly basis really would help one understand you know how much uh, functionality is missing. For example, you know managing distributed switches. You know there's a pretty uh, significant list of things there that you know are yeah. not available. It, and it, I think you just put together a really nice list. Um, and any administrator should probably take a look at a list like this. Yeah, there is uh, an history behind this because uh, I work with uh, other two people uh, uh, to to a book on uh, vSphere 6.5, and uh, we have tried to build everything, uh, all the screenshot with the HTML5 uh, uh, client, but uh, for some uh, part, it uh, wasn't possible. So uh, we had uh, some time to, to switch on the other, and uh, we realize how for an administrator can be uh, not totally ready at all. For, uh, for all the tasks, because uh, when you have to set up an infrastructure, a VSPN infrastructure, you, you really still need the, the other client uh, or the command line, because uh, I see a lot of uh, people that uh, uh, are moving from the graphical user interface to a command line because uh, Power, uh, Power Cli is more, uh, I don't say stable, is more, uh, it, it remains the same also if you change uh, the version of uh, vSphere, uh, it remains almost the same and uh, has become an, a, nice, uh, a nice way, a nice standard to manage uh, vSphere environment, uh, probably in the fastest way. That's a really interesting point, you know. And last week we had on a bunch of people who were involved in, in Power CLI scripting, and it's what you say is very interesting. You know, the, the the features always make it to the API, the application programming interface, and and the command line before, you know, it, those things should be the the full feature set, and maybe not all the things are implemented in the graphical user interface. So a really, you know, compelling argument to get involved in in APIs and, and Power CLI is to use all the features all the time, as opposed to relying on them being in the in the client. Um, but, and also, you, you know, you you mentioned uh, talking about, um, you know, the the run up to the mastering v 6.5. You know, the 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 list of features that were first pioneered in 6.5 but are only available on the web client. That's interesting, right? Like uh, vSphere encryption, for example. You know, that that's a yeah. new feature, but it's not in the HTML5 client, which is uh, weird, right? That's strange. Yeah, you you can use the storage policy also from the HTML5, but you cannot build or see how they are configured. So, if you if the administrator make uh, a, a good infrastructure, you can uh, manage uh, most of the future of the feature in the HTML5. 
but uh, configure all the feature no no this is actually not possible yet and probably neither in the next version because we have to wait for the major release until the html5 client will be the the only one and right. uh, yeah actually is a little frustrating have two different client because mm-hmm. uh, mm, I can say three different clients because there is also the the host uh, user interface that uh, is the only one on the for for manage directly the SXI, but is uh, another interface because uh, is uh, it has a different look and feel compared from the other two and also different data because uh, for example from the ESXi uh, user interface you can see. The, the disk usage inside the VM, and you cannot see those, those kind of data anywhere from the other two clients. So mm, actually, mm. three client probably is uh, too much. The idea <laughs> to move uh, to to the idea that uh, command line uh, came first, and and uh, then we can have the client uh, to implement the most uh, used uh, function and feature can be great but uh, in this case uh, probably should, should be nice that uh, for example the client uh, can uh, tell you the the command that you can use uh, in uh, in power uh, power cliff for example uh, when you right. make something, you can have an int. Uh, the command line is this, uh, but uh, this means that uh, another uh, change must be done because uh, the client must itself uh, feed the the command line. So it's something different. Not impossible because finally we have uh, PowerCli that can run uh, on Linux. So uh, mm. build. Uh, a power clean engine inside the vCenter and, and use this uh, as a primary configuration. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, but yeah. uh, there are multiple uh, options that can be interesting for the future. Yeah. It is interesting that you call out the difference between operationally running you know, the environment, right, right, and day-to-day tasks that are just kind of management and maintaining, right, and monitoring versus, um, you know, heavy-duty configuration of initial setup. Right, right. Yeah. so the vSphere encryption is the perfect example of that. So maybe an administrator needs to go in with a web client to set up the policies initially and, you know, because of those missing workflows there. But then the day-to-day administrator can assign those policies using the HTML5 client. And I definitely can see where, you know, as, as as we've been talking about the whole movement to automation, right, that, you know, over time, um, you know, less and less administrators will actually be administering, you know, directly their IT environments because, you know, it's all going to be automated, right? And if you start looking at cloud and how cloud is working, right, these things are scaling up to thousands of VMs. You're not sitting managing individual, you have automation, um, and as you have automation, you have PowerCLI, you have REST APIs, you have web apps that are going to be custom to manage large scale. Then you start integrating in cloud, right? AWS, workloads, 
um, NSX Dynamic Networking, um, the idea of having a single client, right, that I sit down and administer uh, from my my Windows box an, an environment, well, now you have multi-environments, you have networking that's spanning, you have uh, uh, dynamic recovery, you, you just have so much that I, I think the notion that VMware had one client that you sat and ran everything is probably going to shift into automation, power CLI, you know, uh, scaling out large amounts of VMs in different places. And, and then if you look at VMware's strategy of building technology, with it, whether it be HTML, whether it be REST APIs, whether it be PowerCLI, to kind of allow you to build out this larger ecosystem, it might start to make sense. That's interesting. Andrea, do you, when your customers that you consult with, are they um, more interested in, in this uh, client because of the, the level of uh, um, uh, competence, do you think? Like, uh, in, in my experience, it was always easier to use the client as a beginner because I needed to visualize things and I needed to have this um, kind of interactive view of, you know, a, a table structure, you know, a nested, uh, nested folders, you know, that kind of hierarchical view of my infrastructure was always useful as a beginner until I understood it conceptually and then I could program it. Is that your experience too with your with your clients? Uh, in part, yes, but uh, we have also to, con to consider that uh, there are uh, a lot of uh, SMB, the small and medium client, that uh, maybe are not uh, approaching uh, uh, fully automation, and uh, probably they are still using uh, some product, but uh, no, not uh, the entire stack. Uh, so, for this kind of uh, customer, you probably you you still see uh, some kind of uh, graphical uh, clients. Uh, also, because you can do, I don't say that you can do a, a fully automation, fully automated, but you can delegate some minor task with the client uh, itself. So uh, again, for uh, for medium and small companies, maybe the client uh, remain the, the the main interface. And uh, for large, uh, I, I I agree that uh, it's not uh, possible uh, have uh, a single client for all, and uh, and probably most of them are using automation tools uh, and. But uh, you still need a single pane of glass for the monitoring and uh, also from some workflow, for example, the upgrade process. If uh, we see the Cloud Foundation is interesting how you can handle the upgrade, uh, the, the update process of uh, multiple products that uh, otherwise uh, you need uh, a lot of uh, knowledge on how to handle all of this uh, and also scripting maybe cannot help so much uh, because uh, you you need to run a script see how it's going uh, verify all uh, all the status and then 
go in, in, in the next part of the workflow. There are a lot of automation tools that can help in this, but uh, there are some tasks that uh, are still critical and um, some kind of uh, tool can really help uh, in this. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, it seems like the more advanced uh, or, you know, the advanced the requirements of the customer, the more tools there are there to, um, you know, make that available. I, I, I just want to pick at something that you said, which, you know, really struck, struck a nerve with me, which was, you know, the small and medium-sized businesses um, or, you know, small and medium-sized IT departments, you know, they, they're probably not going to dive into the automation, you know, on day one of their infrastructure. So they need to be able to do everything they, they need to do in the graphical user interface as they ramp up with this technology. So it seems to me that there's a, been a prioritization of having those basic functions in that HTML5 client. And it's with the advanced features um, that you would see in more of a um, mature or larger or savvy department with advanced requirements. Those have been left you know, as the last 10%. And I, I don't know if that tracks with what, what you see in this uh, feature list. The other uh, question that I had was how closely you uh, watch the flings um, and how, whether you see you know, some of these features uh, making it into the flings um, and, and uh, whether you have an opportunity to take the time to take a look at that. Yeah, the flings uh, are uh, really nice projects, and uh, you can find uh, a lot of uh, useful tools. For example, uh, the script to do uh, vMotion across uh, vCenters that are not in the same uh, single sign-on domain, or uh, if you are using Horizon View, there is uh, a nice tool to optimize the the Windows machine. Could be nice to have one also for the Linux machine, but uh, actually is missing. And uh, yeah, I, I usually look uh, look look uh, in this kind of project to see if uh, there is uh, something uh, interesting that can solve a specific uh, issue or uh, a specific need, for example, for troubleshooting and so on, uh, or benchmark, uh, the, the benchmark tool for, uh, for hyperconverged infrastructure is uh, very, very interesting. I hope that uh, some, some, sometimes will be added in the vSAN code just to have uh, there are this kind of tool and so on. So yeah, it's uh, a very active uh, area. A lot of Flink's uh, pro project uh, has been uh, added in the mainline uh, code uh, of the of different products. And uh, there are uh, a lot of tools that you you really need to try and uh, look at uh, because. Uh, they they can really help you. Yeah, yeah. 
Eric, I think that was yep. looking at your blog and had some more general questions about it. Yeah, I thought we would change gear a little bit, talk a little bit about your blog. We are going to end a little bit early today because we have some places to get to. Uh, so we, we might have maybe six minutes left here on the podcast, and I thought I would take a moment just talk a little bit about your blog. It, it looks like a, a pretty nice blog, uh, .it. Um And I see you have English and Italian, so that, yeah, view, that's, that's pretty nice. Um, and then you have quite a few number of blog articles that are, are worth mentioning here. Uh, you you spent a little time on Meltdown and Spectra, which is which is good, and how to check your vSphere environment for that. Um, and then you have HTML client. But you know, there's like over 2,000 articles on on your blog over the years. Um, any Two any thousand? I, I think that's what I saw here. Oh like uh, I saw a, t a total number of blog articles. Maybe maybe it was an exaggeration or the number was wrong, but. Uh, looks like you've been doing it for quite a while, and you have a lot of different subjects here on the blog. So um, not just VMware subjects, but you got a little bit of Red Hat, a little bit of backup from Veeam. You got some some good stuff. You get you cover some events. Um, how often are you are you updating updating your site and um, and got any interesting things you're thinking of working on next? Good point. Uh, this is this depends by the. Uh, the family first, <laughs> the the works. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so time uh, is uh, is uh, a valuable asset. Uh, so I, I need to distribute uh, <laughs> in a proper way. But uh, right. it uh, it really depends on what is happening in uh, when I have enough time to write something. Uh, there are some good uh, events where you can have uh, a lot of uh, information like um, the Bibram bag, uh, the tech field days, uh, or, um, or also there are uh, a lot of uh, fun information that you can have from the customers when you solve a problem or when you identify an interesting solution also from the VMTN community because uh, some, sometimes that there are, there are uh, a very interesting uh, question or uh, problem and uh, the solution itself can be interesting or you can uh, have a different point of view. So it uh, really depends uh, on uh, how, how the world is moving but also when you have time to, for write, write something and uh, and uh, you have a good uh, information to to write. Nice. That's a good source of uh, inspiration is other people's problems, right? Um, always uh, write about my own as well, right? Here's the problem I solved, but solving the problem for somebody else is a really good source of inspiration. You're part of the VMUG IT um so it uh, looks like they had a user con in November. Um, how healthy is the Italy Italy user group? Um, are you guys are you guys active and um, is is it growing? And how could people get involved if they if they come from Italy? Yeah, we have uh, a single uh, Vimag uh, user VMware user group uh, in uh, in Italy. The vmag.it is uh, a really old one, uh, I think 
six or seven here, um, but uh, yeah, right. was uh, uh, not one of the, of the first in Europe, but uh, we have uh, run the first user con uh, after uh, after probably UK and maybe Germany. We have uh, usually. 500 people subscribed and uh, depending of, of the type of event uh, in user con in the user cons we usually have uh, 400 people 300 400 people in the normal meeting uh, 100 uh, or uh, around this number and uh, people can be, can get involved in different ways the, the simple way is just to subscribe uh, on the vmag uh, dot com site and uh, just uh, look at uh, next uh, meeting next event we will have uh, one in south italy in uh, in april and one uh, in uh, in north italy in center italy so yeah the best way is just uh, yeah <laughs> Netherlands was the first I see. Netherlands uh, is the biggest uh, VMAG uh, probably in uh, Europe. Uh, for sure, is the biggest uh, user con in Europe and maybe the second uh, in uh, in the world. But uh, in Italy, we are uh, we're go- going uh, almost well. Uh, also, nice. does, does it alternate between the north and south, or is it usually in southern Italy? Yeah, we don't have uh, a, a Two different or three different uh, VMAG, j- just to avoid uh, to have uh, uh, people that are spread and uh, resources that are spread, uh, and uh, we prefer to have just one and organize different events in different places of the of the country. Italy is quite strange because it's very stretched. But uh, we can arrange this. Nice, nice, very nice. But look, I know the VMware, the the Italy team um, is also the CloudCred uh, leading team on the leaderboards oh, for wow. like the last three or four years. They're a really strong team. So you guys in Italy are doing something really right because uh, you got a lot of community. Uh, you got good players, good articles. Your blog is excellent as well. So. I appreciate uh, all the hard work you've been doing. Thanks a lot for for doing that and and joining us on this show. Yeah, thank you. We are uh, second one uh, actually, but uh, yeah, the cloud cred was uh, is a, a funny thing, and uh, is a different way to get information. Uh, uh, apart the community itself, or is a different part of the community, but. Uh, I found it uh, very, very interesting because uh, if you don't have enough time to to look uh, at all the article, uh, all the information, uh, all, all the news, uh, you can just uh, look at the CloudCred task and uh, you probably will, will be updated with all what's happened also in the technology area. Yeah, yeah. Yep, good way to learn. Very, very good. Yeah, didn't know that there was a leadership change. I'll have to go back and look at the leaderboard. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you guys are yeah. two. Okay. Um, all right. You are uh, at 
Andrea Mario, uh, A-N-D-R-E-A underbar M-A-U-R-O on Twitter. So at Andrea Mar- underbar Mario. Go, go, go give him a follow. Go check out his blog. Uh, and um, thanks a lot for coming on the show and sharing. Thanks for being an author. And um, we'll certainly hopefully c- catch up to you at VMworld again uh, this year. So thanks for being sure. a strong leader in the community. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, you for for the opportunity and uh, welcome, you're welcome for this, uh, for me, evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks for staying up late. Yep, that, that's absolutely true. Um, next week on the show, we are going to have uh, IoT. Um, I think uh, SVP is going to come on the show and talk to us about the uh, Internet of Things and what we're doing at Mo- Mobile World Congress. So take a look for, for that as we go forward. Uh, thanks for joining us on a live stream, stream and uh, clicking uh, and supporting VMTN. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks to Julia and, uh, and Katie, as always, for showing up with camera gear and, and putting us on- online. We appreciate that. And we'll see you all again next week. Sorry for the early show, but we've got some other things we've got to go run to. So thanks a lot for being here. We'll see you again next week. Ciao. 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 Hitting the bag stop button.